You are listening to The Pause Podcast with me, Dr. Benji Epstein, a podcast where we will be giving ourselves the permission to pause. This will be a practical guide to live a life with courage, presence, and authenticity. Join us to reconnect with your most soulful and authentic self by pausing together. All right. Just one breath, right? Often what is most simple, we're just jumping in today. Today's just, uh, yeah, we're just getting in there. Often what is most simple is the most profound. That which we take for granted is the most essential. That which is right in front of us is the most important. Ain't that the truth, Ben? Indeed. Word. So starting off today with a story I heard from one of my meditation teachers when a one of his students uh, kept coming to talk to him about how, you know, the, with the same complaint that uh, we're doing the breath again, we're me- meditating on the breath. It's so boring. So this teacher asked him if he'd ever heard of Brooklyn yoga. And the person said no. And the teacher said, well, here's the, here's the technique. He said, close your mouth tight and then take your nostrils with your fingers and shut them. And they sat together for a few moments until that person, you know, finally had to let go of his nose and like had to gasp for air. And the teacher said, was that breath boring? Brooklyn yoga, right? That which is most simple, most profound, that which we take for granted is most essential. What is right in front of us is most important. So on the road to liberation, on the road to wakefulness, we sometimes unconsciously seek a more complicated path to this enlightenment, to this being awake. But more often than not, the simple path is right in front of us, the long, shorter way. Derech arukashi kitsara, tmimos pshitus. The breath is so unassuming. It's so out of plain sight, much like the hiddenness of, you know, the Boreolam. So while we're all aware that breathing is the most essential process of light, more often than not, it's the least noticed. Breath is life. But as the Mesil Sishar adjures us, the things that are most pashut, the Dvarma Pshutiman Ma'od, are the ones that require the most repetition. And so why are we talking about the breath? It's free, and it's always with us which is why it's so often the first practice that mindfulness meditation is going to focus on. It's always right here with you. The breath is the one constant of life. Wherever you are, no matter what you are doing, you are always breathing. And as one of my teachers wrote, the breath is like an anchor in the midst of a stormy sea. No matter what's going on, we can always come back to our breath. So we're all breathing. And by a show of hands, who isn't breathing right now? Wow. Wow, that's, that's, that's everyone. Wow. But to be very clear, it's not the breathing that's the mainstay here. But to know that we're breathing. And this is not just in an intellectual sense, but to be aware of the simple sensation, the in-breath and the out-breath. It's a non-cerebral knowing. It's a tasting of the breath, not the acknowledgement, not the knowledge of, but the feeling and the knowing of that. 
And the meditation instructions, like all of our mindfulness practice, are deceptively simple. We simply pay attention to the breath. And in doing so, we allow the breathing to follow its own nature, to breathe itself. We let go of our efforts to control. We're not trying to make the breath deep or keep it shallow. We're simply observing how it is. And it's often that this attitude of letting go is going to fly in the face of our more typical conditioning, which is to try to control and be in control of everything. We are terrified of the prospect of not being in full control. And we worry constantly that if we don't keep things in their place exactly as we want them to be, well, they'll inevitably fall apart. And of course, the goal is to fall to pieces without falling apart and soul. And how many of us try or are quite good at controlling things with a subtle or not so subtle desire to even be better at controlling things? How much better can I be? How much better can I get at controlling every aspect of our lives? And then our natural tendency might be to control the breath elongate it, help it out, push it away, make it along, or all these things. Especially when you're like, wow, okay, the breath is part of this. It's part of this amazing mindfulness technique. How can I become an expert degree in breathing? But if we can learn to allow the breath to unfold naturally without tampering with it, then what we can do in time is see what other aspects of our experience might we be able to let be, just let the mind be, let the breathing be, let the thoughts be. When we do that, we might be afraid of what might turn up, but it is through letting the mind be, we eventually learn how to relax, let it go, let it go, let it go. And all of our life, is going to rise and fall within the context of our breath. And an awareness of breathing, of breath, brings us to a state of yichud, of real connectivity. Just reflecting on how we breathe can help us realize the permeable boundary that exists between ourselves and others. And here's another quote from one of the greats. Breathing is a way to calm our bodies and minds and connect more deeply with ourselves and the world around us. Rav Dov Berpinsenschlita, whose book I will be including in the show notes and who really beautifully explicates these ideas, explains how the breath flows in and out of us and it's circulating continually within and through us into all of our lives that surround us. And so it's the experiential manifestation of the symbiotic, the reciprocal relationship that's going to exist between us and the world around us. We cannot live without breathing. And we need the healthy air to breathe. And we wouldn't be able to be alive for an instant if there wasn't that constant atmospheric pressure that's holding ourselves together. So there's this give and take in both directions with the air and the environment. And it's a wonder of simply becoming aware of this when we become aware of our breathing is this humbling 
recognition of our total dependency, which is humbling and liberating. It's not just us. And here's an additional benefit of when we bring more mindful awareness to our breath is knowing it, knowing that we're dependent on the world around us and we are part of something greater and it's a symbiotic relationship, cannot just register intellectually in our minds. We need to learn to make these truths our reality, to live and breathe it, to connect everything. That's yichud. That's one. And this awareness helps us to unlearn the very limiting and erroneous view that we exist as separate beings, that we exist independently. And the breath shows us that we need the outside world. We need to be connected. And then we can see ourselves as not a separate being, but as one with the universe and that ultimate beingness that continues to give rise to the universe. And so essentially the idea is by being more mindful of the breath, we are able to live with this truth of unity and see, hear, taste, think, and feel the divine animating force within everything. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. We're contemplating this truth to understand that we are one with the source, with the creator of all life. We need and are one with this divine animating light that continuously creates and sustains creation. And we've talked about these sustaining utterances. We talk about how if God were to remove his light, then all would cease to exist. So every exhale, that's a momentary death. It's a returning and emptying of ourselves into the divine inhale. There's this constant in and out. What is exhaled is given to us our new in-breath, that divine life force that's flowing into creation. We inhale and we exhale, returning back to which has enlivened us, back to our source, back to its source. Rav Pinson writes, when we inhale oxygen, we are inhaling the divine exhale. Inhaling oxygen is inhaling the divine exhale. The breath is a natural bridge between the inner and outer worlds, between the mind and the body and the soul and the soul of souls. And that becomes our moment-by-moment reminder of our ability to live with what we've spoken about previously, this idea of chiddush, this idea of beginner's mind, of starting over and over and over every moment. Each and every breath. We are completely dependent on the breath. And each of our moments is completely new. It's complete novelty. So every moment we're dying and being rebirthed, dying in the exhale, being reborn in the inhale. Every outbreath is a kind of mini death, but here comes another in breath, and you've got another moment and another opportunity. And the question is, Can we make the most of the opportunities that we actually have in life by making the most of the only moments we ever have? And it's always this one. And that's where the power of mindfulness comes in, that it actually gives us a way to be in wise relationship with experience 
outer experience and inner experience and find a way to be at home in your own skin in this moment as if your very life depended on it. And it does in more ways than we imagine. And of course, if you lived in your heart, you'd be home right now. So every moment, there's a renewed koach of hischatshus, of renewal, of beginner's mind that is being breathed into creation. Creation is a continuous event. It didn't just happen thousands of years ago. It's happening right now. Every moment creation is being manifested from a state of non-being, of ayin, into, into a state of being, of yesh, of being here and now. And here's the liberating message of this practice. And we seek liberation. We seek freedom, true freedom. We seek wakefulness. And the message is you're never stuck. You're starting over again and again and again. This is the power of, of renewal, of beginner's mind, where there's this possibility to restart. Every moment is completely new and loaded with potential, infinite infinite possibilities. So then how can we feel despondent or hopeless because of our past doings? Ain shum yeyush, ain shum. What do you think the tzaddikim were talking about? What was Rabbi Nachman talking about? Saying there is no such thing as yeyush. It's because when you're living with this constant awareness, then there's no room for despondency or hopelessness. Nothing of our past can hold us hostage. We have the ability to behold the very moment we are in as it truly is, a fresh new moment, beginner's mind. And it's the foundation for tshuva, as the Rishonim write, that the foundation for genuine change is to consider, to look today as the day you were born, the first day of your life, that you have no faults or merits. And so when we observe the moment as it truly is, we can begin anew right now. And being that it is a new beginning, we have the power and the gift. We can allow ourselves to be released from the stories and the scars of the past and untangle ourselves from our automatic and very often reactive responses. And when we let go of the person or the life that we thought we were supposed to be having, the person we thought we were, then we can fully embody and become the person who we truly are and live the lives that we are truly living. And before we finish the practice, I'm just going to read a piece from Rablevi Yitzhak Mibradichev, the Kedush Aslevi. I'm just going to have it translated from the Hebrew, and this is from his Drushim in Rosh Hashanah. For a person needs to continually ponder and think about how each moment the Creator, in His infinite kindness and compassion, gives Him new life, and how every moment the Creator renews Him. For this is what it says, All the neshama, kol ha-neshama, All the neshama, soul, with every neshima. I'll call neshima u-neshima, with every breath, a person shall praise God. Every breath a person takes, every breath is your praise. Because at every moment, the soul desires to leave and expire from the body. And the Creator in His infinite compassion does not allow the soul to leave. 
Thus, when a person continuously thinks about this idea, and I will add in my own words, practice this idea, he becomes aware that every moment is a new creation. And this adds passion and excitement to his divine service. And that's from the, the Tzaddik Levi Yitzhak Mevardish of Ben Sasha. So with each and every breath, we are reminded of the blessing of this moment and we are invited to renew our lives. And this is our approach to life, an awareness that shapes how we're going to view each moment of life, how we're going to respond to every incident, every accident, every misdeed, every good deed. Because this desire to wake up and remain awake in our lives must be applied to each and every interaction, every thought, and always. We do not become mindful once and for all. We return tshuva over and over to our intentions, and we wake up again and again and again. Okay, so here we are going to shift into our mindfulness practice. And just a reminder for anyone who's doing this at home, we really want to keep it simple. We want to keep it simple and stick to the present moment. And those words are valuable for anyone who's just starting this practice, or even if you're the most advanced practitioner who's been listening to us for years, right? These words are valuable to me. Keep it simple and stick to the present moment. If you're learning about meditation, you might say, okay, I want to do this for the next 10 minutes, but don't think of it as 10 minutes. Just sit for this moment and then the next moment and so on because all we have is this moment all we have is this breath i just want to thank my teacher for sharing this script with me that we we're about to use and it's called just one breath to begin with you could just sit comfortably It's fine to sit in a chair, however you feel most relaxed. See if your back can be straight without being strained or overarched and relax. You don't have to feel self-conscious as though you're about to do something special or weird. Just be at ease. You can close your eyes or not, however you feel most comfortable. And just allow your attention to settle on the place where you feel the breath most distinctly, where the feeling of the breath is most prominent. It may be at the nostrils with an in and out movement of the air. It may be at the chest or the rising or falling of the belly. But just pick one spot to bring your attention and just rest your attention there lightly in that area. See if you can feel the breath lightly, like a butterfly resting on a flower, and feel just one breath. You needn't be concerned with what's already gone by and you don't have to lean forward for even the next breath, just this one. And if you like, you can use a quiet mental notation. 
softly saying to yourself in on the in-breath and out on the out-breath or rising and falling to support your awareness of the breath. If you're with the breath at the nostrils, there may be tingling, vibration, warmth, coolness. If you're with the breath at the chest or the abdomen, it may be movement, pressure, stretching, release. You don't have to name these things, but feel them. But as best you can, let your attention really connect to how it feels. One breath. Just this breath. This is just the normal, natural breath. You don't need to make it better or deeper. Just however it is. And see if you can feel one breath from the beginning to the middle all the way to the end. And as you feel one breath at a time, inevitably images, sounds, emotions, sensations, all may arise. But if they aren't strong enough to actually take you away from the feeling of the breath, just let them flow on by. You don't have to struggle against them or resist them. And you also don't need to follow them and figure them out. You are simply breathing. You can let them come and you can let them go as you stay connected to the feeling of just one breath at a time. We greet the breath with awareness, with curiosity and interest, in the way we might see a friend in a crowd. We don't need to shove everyone away, but our enthusiasm, our sense of connection, and our dedication is moving towards that friend. Oh, there's my friend. There's the breath. And just that way we pay attention to the breath, we don't need to reject everything else, but our attention, our focus, it's settling, it's connecting. It's just one breath. It's just one breath.
if you find your attention has wandered, that you've been captured by one of these objects, you can simply notice that. You can recognize what's taking you away, planning, worries, remembering, sensations, whatever it might be that's strong enough to take your attention away from the feeling of the breath. Or maybe you've fallen asleep, or you've gotten lost in some incredible fantasy. The moment you recognize, the moment you realize that you've been distracted, that's the magic moment. That's the magic moment. Because that is the moment that you have the chance to be really different, to not judge yourself, to not condemn yourself but simply let go and begin again and simply bring your attention back. Just one breath. Just this breath. If you have to let go and begin again thousands of times, it's, it's fine. That is the practice. If you have to let go and begin again thousands of times, it's really fine. That is the practice. It's just one breath. Each time you notice that your attention has wandered, you've been disconnected or distracted, you once again have the opportunity to not judge yourself, to not be harsh, but in effect, to have real compassion for yourself, to let go, let go, and gently return and begin again. You may notice the rhythm of your breath changing over the course of this meditation. You could just allow it to be however it is. If you see your attention ruminating about the past or jumping to the future, judging, it's okay. Our practice is to gently let go and simply return, gently guiding your attention back to the feelings of your breath. Sometimes you might find yourself leaning forward, trying to anticipate getting ready for the next breath rather than just this one. And if you notice that, just settle back. Be at ease. You can let the breath come to you. Other times we might become bored or disinterested. You might find yourself settling a little too far back, not caring at all what the breath feels like. So then we need to come forward a little bit. 
and just seeing if you can catch the very beginning of the breath and the end of it, the beginning of the out-breath and the end of it. See if you can catch the very beginning of the in-breath and the end of it, and the beginning of the out-breath and the end of it. Remember as best you can that in letting go of distraction, the important word, the operative word is gentle. We can gently let go. We can forgive ourselves for having wandered. And with great kindness to ourselves, we can begin again. We can begin again. And when you feel ready, you can open up your eyes and relax. Thank you so much for pausing with us today. It means the world. We're really looking forward to doing this again soon. The goal is always soul. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen ve'amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And of course, to see more content from Pause, you can sign up for our WhatsApp status. Hit the link in the description where we post content every day throughout the day content from Dr. Epstein and others. Thank you for listening.